morning. So give us some encouragement, guys, as she comes and share her heart and God's word with us. Good morning, everybody. I love it when a plan comes together. Uh, This morning, everything about this morning so far, starting with the prayer meeting that the worship team had in that room before the service even began, they were praying about what I'm going to preach about. And then the songs that were chosen this morning, wow. Uh, I think God's going to want to say something to us this morning. Uh, And it's about breakthrough. So they were praying about breakthrough through there. Some of the songs dealt with breakthrough. So that's really, really good. Um, I loved Paul's series on risk and faith. And what I'm going to say this morning really complements that. Um, Some of Paul's examples of risk were, were a bit worthy. People taking risks. But uh, I'm going to be a bit silly now. Is that okay? Because I am silly. Uh, But one of my top five films is Back to the Future. In fact, it's probably number one, Emma. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, It's... It's a moment of breakthrough I want to, uh, you to think about. Um, it, there are lots of sites on uh, the internet about the problems with this film and what, what can't happen, what does happen, that shouldn't be, this should be. Um, but there's a point in the film, there's a moment of breakthrough. I'd have loved to show a clip from it, but it wasn't possible but we've got a picture of the professor. And there's a moment in the film where, if you know anything about the film, this guy, young guy, Marty, goes back to the 1950s to meet the previous professor who we know is in the future. Have you got me? And the one in the future has sent a message which the one his previous self picks up. And he finds out how to get it, uh, go back to the, to go to the past, not back to the future, to the past. And he finds out that 1.2 gigawatts is what he needs to do that. And to do that, you need some sort of, um, is it radium? It's the, it's the nuclear, which in the future they have, but in the 1950s they don't have. And he suddenly realises, because he's been working on this in the 1950s, and he has a eureka moment. Great Scott, 1.2 gigawatts. So that's one of my favourite, favourite films. And it's fascinating. Everybody's fascinated uh, with time travel. Um, And I'm sure we would all love a eureka moment in our lives. We all have things in our lives that we want to break through. Um, we, some, of, some of us need some kind of breakthrough, I would say, at times in our lives. I think, put your hand up if you feel like you, you need a breakthrough in some, some way at the moment. 
I suspect there's more, more people than this. I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough at the moment. Um, but God can bring us through that breakthrough in a sovereign way. And he, I, he's a God of miracles. And I firmly, firmly believe that he's a God of miracles and that he can sovereignly work. But often, he needs us to take part in our own breakthrough. He needs some effort from us with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the power of the Holy Spirit, because we can't do it without the Holy Spirit. But it begins with us. Would anybody like to be really, really honest about... um, what they would like a breakthrough in. Don't be shy. Anybody? Shall I start? I've got a very sore hip at the moment and I I need some healing. So at the end, when I'm asking people to come forward for healing, I'm expecting people to pray for me because I need prayer. I need breakthrough. Anybody else? Your work situation, Tim, you need some sort of answers, don't you? Breakthrough there, yeah. Anybody else? No? So all these situations, health, jobs, we need some breakthrough in. Now I'm going to um, look at a really uh, interesting account in John. Uh, I don't think we've preached on this too often, but it's John 5 verse 1 to 9, and it's the story of Jesus. He's going into Jerusalem to a festival. There's a lot of theological argy-bargy about whether it was Passover or whether it wasn't Passover, but that doesn't really matter for this story. Uh, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. So John 5, 1 to 9. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals, Now, there is in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool which in Aramaic is called Bethesda and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. So this pool... uh, is supposedly is stirred every now and again by an angel. And when the water is stirred, if you can get into the water, the idea is that you'll receive healing. Uh, verse 9 says, at once, the man was, at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. It's really interesting, I think, that uh, in chapter 4, uh, Jesus had a conversation with a Samaritan woman and healed an official's son. And this is some time later. I'll come back to that uh, further on. But verse 1 is on his way to a Jewish festival. But he makes a detour. Why would he make a detour? In verse 2, 
he makes a detour to a pool called Bethesda near the Sheep Gate. He has a purpose. His first purpose is to go to this festival. But he takes a detour. So he has a purpose within a purpose, if you know what I mean. And one individual in mind. He knows all about this man. He intended to go through the sheep gate. And he goes to the right place at the right time. And there are lots of people at the pool with physical needs, waiting for the waters to heal them. And we all have needs. I don't think there's a person, I wouldn't think in this, and you're, you, you live a life of absolute perfection, who doesn't have some sort of needs. Physical, circumstantial maybe, some spiritual, some emotional, some involving what the future holds. And sometimes thinking about all those things can cripple us. I was really pleased, where's Claire? I was really pleased uh, when Claire brought that testimony about anxiety and how it had crippled her. But with the help of of the Lord and the Holy Spirit and herself, that's beginning to, to get better. And all sorts of things can cripple us. And this man has been disabled for 30 years. 38 years, sorry. And Jesus asks him the most obvious question. Do you want to get well? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I want to get well. I've been here 38 years, mate. Many of us say we want to see breakthrough in our lives, whatever that might be. But it begins with us. It begins inside of us. Jesus could have walked, just walked by this man. He was a difficult case. I suspect he was the most difficult person to heal around that pool. 38 years. He couldn't have found anyone more complicated, really, could he? Yet Jesus found the worst case. And the glory goes to him, doesn't it, when this man gets healed? The absolute glory goes to him. Because everybody would have known this man. He would be well known, and here he gets healed. Yet, uh, so it was, could you put the next slide on, please? Yeah, it was that person, it was that man, It was that person, it was that place, and that time. And God's timing brought the healing. God's timing brought the healing. Jesus knew exactly where he was going, who he was going to meet, who he was going to heal, and it was just the right time. And, you know, it doesn't matter who we are in the kingdom, You know, I am who you say I am. So you can be, you can be the queen. You can be just an ordinary person getting about an ordinary life. And you know, God treats us all the same. You know, wealth 
and all and all sorts of different things don't mean that we're any more loved by God. God loves every single one of us. And we're the same. I am who you say I am. Um, and there are people here this morning who don't quite... I really believe this in my heart. I've been, I've been ruminating. That's a good word, isn't it? Ruminating. Cows ruminate, don't they? I've been, <laughs> I've been ruminating on this for quite a long time. Um, I, I've not been well this week, and I've thought, am I going to be able to bring this? Am, am I, am I going to be able to bring this? But, you know, I'm jolly well going to bring it, whatever I feel like. Because there are people here this morning who don't quite believe God can cause breakthrough, and it's what Paul's been talking about, isn't it? That he, 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 that, that they can't quite believe that he can bring a miracle. But he can. He's the sovereign Lord. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the King of Kings. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning, the end. No problem is too hard for Jesus. No problem. You might be a person who comes faithfully week after week but nothing in your life changes. But God is in the business of changing us. So Jesus says, do you want to get well? Do you want to see breakthrough, is, is asking. Do you want to change? Now, I belong to a gym, believe it or not. Um, and... I love people watching wherever I am, and the gym is fascinating, absolutely, totally fascinating. So you get guys like this one, who was really keen to exercise. I think he's in the beginning of exercising, but he comes every day, and it eventually is a hulk. Yeah. And then you get, and, and I see those, guys on a regular basis. They are funny. And then you have the guys who go to the gym and they don't really exercise. And, and I know this is a bit extreme because it's asleep on a pillow, for goodness sake, in the gym. Um, but they, they love walking around and chatting to everybody and they go every day and they're there for two or three hours every day but nothing changes their physique is just the same guess why there's a, a certain young woman as well at the gym she is lean she's a marathon runner you've never noticed uh, she she is she is a machine. She's a machine. She's there most days. Um, sh she is just unbelievably fit and everything else is, is just amazing. Then there are these, there are these young women who um, got beautiful figures, tight lycra, uh, Sports top. Hair usually back up in a ponytail up here. Their very best makeup on. 
eyelashes and everything. They don't do any exercising either. They just ponce about the gym, hoping to attract attention. You see all sorts. You see all sorts. I promise you, go to the gym, you see all sorts. Um, but, they're, you know, they're there every day, some of them to do what they're supposed to do, and some of them, well, they just don't. <laughs> but you don't, you can't get the body you want unless you exercise. Sorry. Because what goes in here, and a bit of exercise, you can't get the body you want any other way. I'm sorry. I wish you could. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. Um, it's not going to come without any effort. And to a certain extent, it's like that with our Christian lives. We have to, we have to put something in. We have to read our Bibles. We have to pray. We have to have fellowship. And we have to want to change. We have to want to change. Uh, so it's not going to come without effort. So I think, I feel really strongly this morning, I think for most of us, today, right now, in this place, we talked about that place, Jesus is here in this place for a purpose this morning. And that's to see your breakthrough. Yeah? I'm glad some people agree with me. He wants to see a breakthrough in our lives. In our relationships, maybe. In our parenting. In our job, in our marriage. With God's help and with the Holy Spirit, he wants to change us from glory to glory. Uh, so it takes work from us. Um, I... I've done my family, been doing my family tree. It's so exciting. I'm so excited. Uh, my mum's side is Welsh uh, in North Wales. I've gone back to 1811. Uh, her surname was Griffiths. Very Welsh name. Uh, in 1904 and 1905, there was a revival in Wales. Did you know that? The Welsh Revival where whole communities were saved, were converted, miraculously through the power of the Holy Spirit. And my family lived in the village where there, some of the... Well, it wasn't the only village, but apparently most of the village was converted. So, maybe I have uh, ancestors who were filled with the Spirit and part of that revival. That just so excites me. I've been putting it on Facebook and telling everybody that I might have uh, relatives who are in the Welsh revival. Fantastic. But So I'm a feisty Welsh woman, those of you who know me. Uh, ginger in a past life, uh, with a temper to go with it. Um... And I, we always say, oh, I am who I am. I can't be anybody else. I am who you are. I am. But I had a mouth this big. And I didn't care what I said and when I said it. Barnsley, Wales, I'm going to say what I want. 
Um, but, but a long time ago, God really challenged me about that. And I have changed, actually. God, God has changed me. I still do it occasionally. If you've been on the end of it, I'm really sorry. Uh, I still do it occasionally. But, you know, God's taught me to zip it. He's taught me to zip it. And that's me. That's my personality. That's who I am. But maybe God's telling you some things that he wants to change in you and to bring a breakthrough in. Do you want to change? If you love the Lord, you'll want to change. Do you want to change? Neil wants to change. Brilliant, Neil. The man in in, in verse 7 of this uh, piece of scripture, he begins to whine, doesn't he? He begins to whine about, oh, I've been here all this time and nobody will help me and, oh, it's all been terrible. Yeah, it has been really, really bad. It has been really, really bad. I've lost my place now. There we are. Uh, but he's, he's whining and he's making excuses. They're valid excuses, actually. This poor man has been near this pool for 38 years. They're valid excuses. It's too hard, he's saying. It's too hard. That's why I've been here all this time. But it's not too hard for God. Nothing is too difficult. Oh, it reminds me of a song, that. Uh, Nothing is too difficult for me. Oh, great and mighty God. Great in wonder and powerful in deeds. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. Nothing is too difficult for you. I think it was thee, but I'm changing that to you. Um, it, nothing is too hard for God. Um, the angel supposedly comes and stirs the water. We want change, but for God to break through and fix our situation. So this man wanted the angel to come and stir the water, and he wanted somebody to help him to get there. God can and will do that. He does the miraculous. But there might be something God wants to do in us first. Now, if you have siblings... um, Children, who uh, those of you who have got children and siblings, do they argue a lot? Oh, that was heartfelt. Of course, mine never did. No, they did. <laughs> I haven't got another family, no. Um, and there's usually one of them that comes up to you and from tooth to nail starts telling you everything that... The other person has done wrong. And, and in the end, you've got to say, just stop. I don't care who did what. Stop arguing. Um, and I used to argue terribly, terribly with my younger sister. Oh, we were terrible at arguing. We get on really well now. Um, <laughs> but... It's easy. See, Megan and Robert, the younger one, usually it blurts it all out, you know. 
uh, this has happened, that has happened. And the older one often, well, it was the case with ours, uh, sort of just sits back and lets the younger one take all the blame, doesn't he, Robert? It's the best way. So Rob knew exactly how to wind Megan up. Absolutely. And Megan used to get into trouble. So she tells me. Because of him. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you know, we have to be responsible for our own lives, don't we? We have to be responsible for our own lives. Um, And... Kids often say as well, can I have? Can uh, anybody here experience that as a parent? Can I have? Can I have? Can I have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Older kids now to manipulate that and get their own way. But, you know, we don't have to beg God for what he's already bought for us on the cross. It's done. It's done. If we come to God and we confess our sins, the Bible says he forgives our sins. And he did that on the cross. He forgives all the wrong things that we've done on the cross. And it's done. I find it interesting that he spends time with a Samaritan woman in chapter 4. And he tells her about the living water, the Holy Spirit. The man near the pool has to wait for the water to be stirred But we can receive the water now. Now, this minute, in this room, we can receive... Did you know that? You can receive the Holy Spirit now, where you are. The water comes to us. The Samaritan woman thought, you know, she had to go to the top of the mountain you know, to worship, etc., etc. He tells her about the living water. The water comes to us. And sometimes, uh, like the man at the pool, we think others are blocking our path, are blocking our breakthrough. It's the fault of the, the people who wouldn't take him to the water. Sometimes it's always somebody else's fault, but we have to look at ourselves, don't we? We have to look at ourselves. Jesus simply tells him to get up. You know, while we're waiting for God to come down and wave a wand, he's waiting for us to get up, actually, and to talk to him and to receive his Holy Spirit, to live our lives in, in the situations we find maybe difficult. So let's be determined this morning to let God change us and do a work in us. You can bring your own breakthrough. So that thing you want a breakthrough in, if you bring it to God and you work through it with God and maybe with others, if you're willing to change in attitude, God can bring that. And you're in, believe it or not, you're in the right place at the right time, right now, to receive a breakthrough, to receive a blessing, 
to receive God's changing, transforming power this morning. And I believe there are a number of people here who need a breakthrough. So, I'm going to ask if people want to come forward this morning. In a minute, Neil's going to play play a song because I want the worship team, if they feel they need to, to come forward for prayer. Just believe there are, there are people here who in life have got something they desperately need a breakthrough for or they desperately need answers for, for maybe the future or you need healing this morning. If you need healing this morning, please don't sit back. Uh, if you want healing, can I suggest you come over to this side of the stage? And at some point I will join you because it would be lovely if people could pray pray for me this morning. Um, could we stand, please? Um, I'm going to pray. And as Neil has just put this song on, if you want to come forward for any sort of breakthrough that you feel you need this morning. Jesus is in this place. The Holy Spirit is in this place. He's moving. He's filling us. He's speaking to us. Let's take this place, this moment, this time to, to see God and to see God change our lives this morning. Father, just pray that you would, in, in, your, in your power, through the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, I pr- pray that you touch people's hearts, that, Lord, you would touch people to come forward. Lord, that there would be real breakthrough in this place, in people's lives this morning. Amen. So, when, you, when you're ready, please... Please come forward and there will be people to to pray for you.